What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 8 to 15, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 17th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood, and I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fatherhood matters. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and have fun in the messiness of it all. Today's guest is my friend Josh Patterson. He runs a rad outdoor technical gear company called Off The Grid. Our conversation was so rich. I literally changed my morning routine today after our conversation yesterday. We talked morning routines, being prepared for your family, how to show up, and the importance of loving yourself first. Enjoy this conversation with my friend, Josh. All right, welcome to another episode of Fatherhood Field Notes. Stoked to be hanging out with Josh Patterson. Josh, what's up, man? How are you today? I'm doing well, man. How are you? It's good to see your your face on here. I know it's funny as I was driving to come and do the podcast with you. I was like, man, we met like I don't know, dude, ten or twelve years ago in San Diego at a youth pastors event. And I think we walked, I know I walked in and I looked around and it was the time where like everybody was, all youth pastors looked exactly the same. Like they wore the exact same clothes and uh, you were dressed like a surfer, you know, skater, moto guy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go meet this guy. The only other person who looks like me here. And uh, we just hung out a bit at that event. And then, you know, how the world works, Facebook and Instagram, we've just stayed connected since then. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really cool to kind of see everything going on and, and stay in touch with you. But I, I totally remember that um, day and being there and seeing you kind of come over and sit. And I was like, oh, OK, this guy looks cool, too. Because, yeah, it can be interesting in those those conferences. Um, not that, you know, I don't like hanging out with people that aren't like me, but um, it's I was all alone um, as well. And so it was cool to like connect with somebody quickly and and uh you know, start to have a conversation and and be able to encourage each other while we were there. (laughs) Yeah, dude, no doubt. So man, looking forward to talking fatherhood with you, but it's been a few years and I want people to get an understanding of who I'm talking to. So just rapid fire, a few questions. How old are you? I am 41. 41. And how many years you've been married? Uh, To be 16 in June. Nice. Nice. And then how many kiddos (laughs) you guys got? We've got two kiddos. So my son is 13 and my daughter is 11. Okay, nice. And then where do you guys live right now as a family? So we just moved uh, at the beginning of this year to Georgetown, Texas from California. Yeah. Okay. And how was that adventure moving? <clears throat> it was good. It's, it's pretty crazy because uh, my wife and I both literally have never... Um, We've, ne- we've always lived right by family. Like we've always been so close mm. to, to people. We, we, you know, have lived, I lived in Escondido my entire life. Um, and so it's been a, a journey and adventure moving out here. Um, but it's been something that's been so awesome. And, and it's really cool um, to be here and, and be around the people here. Um, there's just a different mindset from where we were at. Got it. So just to to pause on that for a minute. Okay, you got 11 year old, 13 year old, so you're in that middle school stage. What was the thing that put you over the edge 
to move? And then what do you think you did well? And then what would you do differently in mm. moving kids? Cause so many people are, you know, either talking about moving or moving and what's a couple of like high level pieces you could share that might be insightful for people. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the biggest impetus for us to move was honestly the how things had gotten in California, um, the political climate being locked down. Uh, my my daughter did well during COVID, um, you know, mm -hmm. doing the home home learning. My son, I mean, in in doing well, she survived it. Okay, my right. son, right. like his grades went from literally A and B student to F D's. Like it was bad, um, mm. and so. It weighed on us a lot. It was very, we had a very challenging year in 2020 um, on the personal side. Uh, and so, man, it's something we talked about for a long time moving here. And then right. when all that stuff was going down with kids not being able to go back to school with all this other stuff happening, um, we're just like, we we need to move. Like, we're, we're done. And so, so would you say the primary reason was kids? You moved primarily yeah. for the kids? Wow. Yeah. Just for our family. Good for general. you, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed, uh, we needed a different, we needed to change some stuff. So this was kind of, <clears throat> and we have so many friends here. So we, there's literally, literally like, um, probably 10 or 12 couples that we know from, from California. Oh, that wow. Live That's within cool. And 30 minutes of us. Right. So it's not like we moved okay. on a, out to an Island where we didn't know anybody. Um, and so that's one thing that was helpful, um, when we moved out, um, because when, we moved pretty quickly. And so I own a business um, and have a business partner um, and they're still in, in California. And so my wife, uh, for her, it was really important to get the kids out here as quickly as possible, let them kind of get established um, in their school and meet the kids right through half the right. year. Um, because my son's going on to high school next year. And then my daughter's going into, you know, seventh grade. And so yeah, big deal. Yeah. And it's funny because I just talked to one of my other friends that had moved out here recently as well from California and his younger kids are doing well with the move. And it's not as big of a deal. His, his boys that are older and in high school, they're really struggling. Mm. Um, so, you know, that really validated my wife, like what she had on her heart to really want to move out here quickly. My, uh, you know, my original thought was like, well, what are we rushing? Like, let's just wait till summertime. You know, it makes right. sense. You know, we can kind of fight through this. And she was like, no, nah. like we got to do this. And so it really validated her decision to, to you know, really push um, for them. And, and they've, they've done well. There's been some challenges, right? We had to, <laughs> they still had to quarantine when we got here and not be able to go to the school for two weeks. Um, so again, it was that distance learning right when they were getting started. And so that I think that affected their ability to kind of um, get set with their teachers and get comfortable with them. Um, and then, you know, we had the crazy snowstorm, which, again, shut the school down for a while. And then we we just got covid like three, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Bummer. And so we were quarantined again. Right. And so we had to go back to this kind of distance learning. And again, with my son, like he struggled to, to turn stuff in and his grades really started tanking again. So him and I had to really work together um, and come up with a plan and get him back on track. So um, I, I would say, man, the things we, we didn't, that didn't go well. Um, I think it was just, I, it was hard um, for me in that first quarter of the year to, I could only be here 
three, one week out of the month. I was staying in California three weeks out of the month for those mm. first three months um, to help with the transition with the business. Uh, we had a lot of events um, for the company too at the beginning of the year as well. So it kind of worked out, um, but that was really hard. Um, it was really hard yeah. on um, just the distance, you know. It's it's a lot different when they're you know so many thousand miles away. Like you either have to jump on a plane or get you know get in a car and drive for you know a day and a half to get here. So, um, you know that that physical distance I think provides um, a little bit more strain um, when you're gone. Right. Wow. Right. Well, one thing you said that I really I love hearing is you said your your son struggle was struggling and that you and him came up with a plan. And I think you know and you just kind of said that off the top of your head, right? And in the midst of the chaos, it sounds like you are still involved with your kids and it's not just like you own the business and your wife's in charge of the school stuff. So clearly there's some, some strengths, uh, in the relationship there, regardless of if you were able to be there a hundred percent in person. Yeah. So So I mean, looking back at it, there is definitely a lot I would have done differently to support her better. Uh, when I was gone, um, I think I did kind of, and that's why I, when I came back, I needed to really establish myself with my son and help him out um, because I did kind of take my foot off the gas with helping with the kids and school and organization um, while I was gone. Because I had this mentality, I think of like, well, I just, we can just wait till I get there, you know, like, you know, we can, things will be okay until I can be out there full time and then we'll make them great again. And it's like, well, you know, especially for my wife, she's like, well, they needed to be great then too. (laughs) And right. So, right. You know, you need to, to be able to do all things, though. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into some of these questions. Before we do, you talked about your business a little bit. Maybe give us like the 30 to 60 second. What do you do um, for your business to help us kind of yeah. know what you do to provide for the family? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been a clothing designer for 20 years. You know, I've worked for Rip Curl, Quicksilver, DC Shoes. Um, the last uh, full-time position I had um, for a, a company was called Prana, uh, which they're an outdoor brand. And uh, But during this, I'd been kind of developing my own clothing brand that I'd been wanting to do forever because um, it just suited who I was. So it's called Off the Grid. Um, it's an outdoor brand and kind of our niche, our specialty is more off-road, tactical kind of workwear um, style and vibe. So uh, I started that in 2012 and uh, three years ago, I was able to quit my full-time job and go full-time in the business and really start working on the business. Um, I brought in a business partner that had a marketing agency before. Um, and so that was kind of one of the things that really helped explode the business was, um, you know, our online marketing, Facebook ads and things like that. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, we've just been growing from there. So, I mean, the, this definitely the statement, mo money, mo problems is, is very true in business. <laughs> you know, it's like you're the challenges don't stop. They, they just get bigger. And so you, the, right. you, you also have to get bigger as, as your business grows, you know, personally, uh, mentally. And, and uh, yeah, you got to prepare yourself that the challenges are never going to stop, you know, and that's honestly something you learn to, to almost look at as the fun part of the business. You know, if everything was just smooth sailing, uh, I just, I don't think it would be as, it wouldn't feel like it was worth as much, right? Uh, right, right. It's the adventure. It's not, as an entrepreneur, it's not even so much the, the 
owning of the own business. It's like the adventure of going and solving it and it not just being that same thing day in, day out. I mean, it's exhausting. And with a family, it's hard, you know, it's like you, you got to figure out how to turn it off and then realize all your problems will be there in the morning. I mean, I think that's kind of the hardest thing, but, but once you get that, you're good. Yeah, absolutely. Rad man. Well, yeah, I followed off the grid for a while, for a while now and have had the stickers and the hats and the shirts and stuff. So, uh, yeah, man, that's cool. So let's jump into fatherhood. So when you think about being a dad, you know, you have 11 and 13 year old, you've hit a few stages. Um, what have been some of the best resources for you as a dad? Mm. Um, so definitely the church, you know, uh, I think a lot of your foundation is found there. Right. Um, and the men that are there. Um, so surrounding yourself with other dads, um, not just your age, but older than you and younger Mm. than you, um, that can really help pour into your life and, and you as a person as well. Um, and when you have issues with your kids, you know, you don't know how to solve them all the time. And so having a sounding board, you know, maybe they had that same issue with their kids. And so that's always huge. Um, and then I'm a part of this, uh, a mastermind group and a, uh, like accountability group, um, of mm. businessmen. Um, and so obviously we, we made an investment with our business to, to take that on, but they focus, um, there's two focuses, right? Your interpersonal value, um, and your, your, uh, enterprise value. So interpersonal value is all about growing as a person and, and growing yourself and making sure you show up every single day the way you're supposed to. Um, and there's coaches inside of that um, that we have access to that we can communicate with, uh, you know, very frequently. And we we get on a call once once a week. Um, and man, that accountability, that encouragement, um, that focus on just making sure you're doing the things right that you should be doing and showing up every day um, is what really is going to transform, you know, your family and those around you. So talk to me about that. So how do you decide when you talk about the interpersonal, how are you deciding what matters to Josh, what matters for your marriage, for your kids? Now I know it's like, there's a lot of things that matter to all of us that are probably going to be pretty similar. But right. when you talk about that, how do you really go, dig into go what matters to you versus all the other things that you should be doing? Like, what is the shoulds that you have actually chosen you want to be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of that is right. And even with the business, um, there's so many opportunities to do so many things. Right. For sure. For shows, yeah. There's, you know, we're, we're starting racing now. So there's a bunch of races, there's even different series and it's, it, it all boils down to at the end of the day, those may be great things for me, but how is that serving my family? And, and is my family okay, you know, with me, with losing that time with me? And the answer at the end of the day is no, if I, you know, if I wrapped up all my weekends with my stuff and being, you know, focusing on me and being selfish, that it would rip us apart. And so a lot of that is working together communication, right? Of like talking mm. through like, what is it? What's an appropriate amount of time? Like setting up those boundaries and those expectations ahead of time. Like what do you, and, and also I think as men sometimes too, we can get very wrapped up in, in the things we like to do. And it, it's totally. hard for us to take the time to, to really have those conversations with our family and be like, what do you guys want to do? Like what's, what's something you enjoy in life that you would like to do more of? Or, you know, like what's something you want to learn? What's something you want to do? Is there a sport you want to play, right? I think sometimes we forget that we need to 
encourage them in doing those things. And then again, do the exercise where you're like, okay, well, what are our parameters now around this for, for the things that you want to do? Like, what do we feel is an appropriate expectation for how much time we spend on those things? And, um, right. So how are you and how, how, how are you and how often are you checking in with your family on these things? Man, you know, I, not as often as I'd like, probably quarterly. Um, but it, I okay. think that needs to happen more, uh, weekly, um, kind of really dialing in like, where are we at? Not, not coming up with big ideas, right. But managing what we'd already kind of talked about quarterly mm-hmm. kind of taking that mm-hmm. thing to the, the, the macro level of like, okay, well, how is, how is this going? <laughs> right. Like, do we need to adjust something? And, and so, yeah, I think that's incredibly important. Having calendars, having plan, I mean, planning organization and discipline are, are massive because it creates safety, right? When everyone is on the same page and everyone knows, you know, where you're going, right. You feel very safe. Um, and that's one thing, right. Our wives are looking for us and our, and our kids too is, is to feel safe. And so when yeah, they don't know yeah. what's going on, when they, when all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have this thing I have to go to. And they're like, wait, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Like what's happening, right? That throws off their feeling of safety and it, it, that causes chaos. And so as dads and as husbands, it's a lot of it is how can we help our families feel safe? Um, and so sometimes when we overload our schedules and ourselves and we're not physically there and emotionally there for them, that makes them feel very unsafe. Right. So, mm. yeah, dude, that's huge. So then when you're doing your, your business planning, cause right as an entrepreneur, sometimes you, I, I'll, I'll speak for myself, like a little careful how much I share with my wife. Cause she doesn't think the same way that I do. So then sometimes my ideas could could just overwhelm. But have you found that as you communicate where you're headed as a business to some degree that it creates safety in the home because they know where you're going to be and how you're going to be involved? Like, how have you communicated that to them? Sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, a big part of that is having a calendar, um, right? That's like, hey, here's the business calendar. So here's everything I've got going Mm. on. And then even, you know, right now we're trying to... uh, at a place where I even talk to my business partner, where I'm like, Hey, we need to figure out um, very soon how, how we can make it to where we don't always have to be at these events. So what does that look sure. like? Right. If yep. we need to create space in our calendar because our families are feeling overwhelmed. Um, and so that's a conversation we're having right now. Um, I feel like not feel, I know I have not done a great job in this in the past. Um, and one of the things I used to do that my wife's called me out on is, She's like, you're very good at telling me the good things that are happening in the business. And that's great. <laughs> but then right. when the bad things happen and I can see you're stressed about it, 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 wor- it, it worries me because you're, then you don't talk about it. And so mm. for her, she's like, I don't want to just know like the big pie in the sky or the great things that are going on at off the grid. I want to know when you're struggling too. Like, I want to know if like, you know, maybe sales dipped and, and you're, you're worried about, you know, making, making payroll or you know, maybe something happened, like, definitely don't give, give me all the details, but just let me know, like, hey, you know, there's just been some challenging things going on lately. And so I'm working through them. Everything's good, right? Bringing that back to safety. Like, you don't have to, to worry. But here's some reality of what's happening in the business. It's not all, you know, you know yeah, and it sounds and like rainbows. <laughs> right. And it sounds like the way she's asking you is that of a of a good like partner to you in the sense of it's not uh, you need to make me feel safe all the time, but that I want to be a support to you. 
which is right. really what what we're looking for. Dude, yeah. love it. Um, okay, and I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more of that. When you think about the role of the father, mm. what do you, you know? We've talked a lot about safety, or we've talked about safety. What do you think the role of the father is? Man, uh, I believe the role of the father is is to show up every day, um, ready to lead, right, and mm. and serve your family. So, um, I don't like it when anyone else in my house gets up before me, <laughs> out of bed, right? Like I feel like I should be the first up. I should be preparing myself mentally, physically, um, to be able to lead them in whatever need needs to get done, mm. right? And so I, I have a routine every morning that I do. Um, I have a workout routine and then I meditate, I journal, um, I send a text message or I write it. I don't send it right away because it's 530 in the morning. So I don't want to start texting their phones. I'm in the house, but like, so I write messages in my notes to each one of them um, that I share with them when we start our day together. And then um, from there, I, I do a little bit business research and journal on that like pick a new topic every day that will help me within the business. And so by the time they get out of bed, right. And by the time I wake them up, they can see like, I've been up, I've had my coffee, I'm ready to go, you know? And so that encourages them to get their rolling with their day. And it, I think it again, brings them back and feels safe. Like, Oh, dad's dad's on it. Like, you know, he, he's, mm. he's prepared. He's right. When you wake up and it's like, Oh, what's going on? Oh, do you have your lunch? Where's your bus? You know, like as soon as that chaos sets in, it's, it's, you know, it, um, what, somebody said calm is, um, oh, what is the word? It's, it's contagious. Calm is contagious. Oh, That's I love that. A military term, um, not term, but, uh, a friend of mine shared at the retired Navy SEAL, you know, it's like, look, calm is contagious. And so the calmer you are, even in the storm, the more your family will be calm, the the more you can deal with those situations, you know, and encourage them to, you know, Hey, take a breath. Like nothing's screwed here. Like we're okay. Like slow down. Let's just slow down. Let's look at this. Right. And, and that's, I know, especially for my daughter, um, it's massive because um, she can get, she's like me. And so something can happen. And it's like, you see that stress set in and like, the gears start going and, and you can see her start to go down a path of negativity. And I should be like, Hey, stop. It's okay. Let's look at this. Like what's going on. Let's figure this out. Like, it's going to be okay. Especially telling her over, it's going to be okay. Right. Yeah, Bringing yeah, that yeah. calm. Um, and so honestly, if I'm not prepared, like I can show up like she does in situations and get stressed and be, you know, have anxiety and not be calm in those situations. And it, it is very contagious for sure. So Dude, this is, I love this so much. I love morning routines. I'm all about getting up in the morning, yeah. but I wouldn't say that my why has been directly for my family. It's been so that Ned shows up the best he can so that I can go to get to my job, learn, prepared, which are both good. And, right. and I, those will both help me with my family. But to have, I mean, the way you said it with the with the why directly pointing to when you go wake up your family, they're entering a calm. They know that their dad is prepared for the day, slow, calm, no chaos. And I love the chaos piece, right? If you're starting their day with chaos, you're sending them off to school. You're leaving right. your home with chaos. And then when they, when they think of home, they're going to think of chaos most likely. 
And our homes should be the spot that's like the calm, the right. safety, the safety right. from the crazy ass world, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you this question because there are times when I'll get up early and I will go do all this morning stuff. My wife sleeps in because she would say she's not a morning person. Yep. So there are times when I know that I make her feel like, and I'm doing it, I'm sure underneath I am doing it like, well, why didn't you get up? You know, like right. a little bit self-righteous, right. oh, yeah. a little self-righteous. And so um, have you come across that <laughs> instead of lovingly, like I should just lovingly go wake her up at seven and be like, all right, the kids are up. They're getting ready for school. Is there anything you need? Like, that's what I want to do. But sometimes right. I'll just walk in the room kind of loud, like, why aren't you out of bed yet? You know, like a total dick. <laughs> right. Uh, so I want to have the approach that you have, <laughs> but have you gotten over that at all? Or have you ever felt yeah. that way? Or am I just a terrible Absolutely. Human? Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I 100% have the same thoughts and feelings. And, um, and it was something I struggled with. And even... You know, I because then you start going into comparison too. I think sometimes, Trick. Right? Like, yeah, totally. Hey, you know, I'm taking the kids to school. You start making these I statements, right? I'm taking the kids to school every day, like you know, and you say stuff like, "It would be nice if you could take them every once in a while." Mm. But the funny thing is, is I know when I'm getting up early enough to prepare myself, it's not a big deal. It's just another part of my day. And then the the other thing I do now because I know she enjoys sleeping in. And honestly, I think part of the reason why I was resentful was more my own thing of like, that looks kind of nice. Like, I'd love to be able to sleep in, right? And uh, totally. And so what I do now is I'll just go in there um, after, you know, I'd been up since five. I'll go in there, you know, around because I like laying in bed with her too, especially in the mm-hmm. morning, right? Um, I think there's something fun about waking up together, but. So I'll just go in there and I'll just go lay down with her for like a half hour, you know, put my hand on her back or, or whatever and, and just be there with her and just rest a little bit, you know, in the middle of my morning and then get up and, and get back after it. Like, even if she doesn't get up, you know, but it was still nice because I know she's at that point where she's not knocked out asleep, right? She's right. kind of in that half asleep. So she knows I'm there. She can feel my presence. And, and that's just been something fun that I've been doing and, and enjoying, honestly. Um, but yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, Mike. And I have those same feelings <laughs> because I think part of it too is like, they're your companion, right? So it's like, I would love to spend this time with you. But right. I also understand on, on her side where she's like, that's awesome. I just, but like she does hair, you know, and she has her own schedule she makes. And she's like, I just don't want to be awake for four hours with nothing to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. And yeah, dude. And as soon as you go down the comparison path, I mean, okay. moms are badass, so there is no comparison. Oh, I mean, no. but you know, when I, when I hear the terms you're using, I could just so buy into it as a dude. And I think if other dudes could get that, like I'm showing up prepared, like just that statement kind of makes me puff up like, dude, I'm a badass dad and I'm showing up <laughs> for my family versus, right. Oh, I have to get up just to survive. No, this isn't about survival. This is about how do you help your family thrive? And you right. be the dude to set the tone for your family. And like, right. as you say those words, calm, prepared, calm is contagious, slow down, be there with your family, dude, all that stuff. And the rad thing is, is any freaking dad could do this. Like it doesn't right. take no. money or anything. This is like, dude, just do this. Right. Um, Absolutely. Okay. So maybe just break down real quick. Okay. So you work out, you do a workout, yeah. you do some journaling, you do some meditation, 
Um, and then I'll usually go for a run. Not usually I go for a run every day. Um, but it's at five, it's so dark here that I'm like, I, I do a workout in the house, um, just a body weight exercise routine. Um, and then journal, meditate, write out my notes for my family, which again, it's just gratitude, right? It's thinking about yeah. something to encourage them and, and show gratitude for them for. Um, and then in the business, like just finding a subject, reading an article or listening to a podcast or a book, like if it's a book um, that's focused more on business or even I, I, I find personal, you know, development books as like, that's me working on the business because for that's sure. me having to show up for the business too. Um, and so, and then I just kind of journal on that, like what's something I learned from that. And then there, there's something they did called declares too. Like that was, you would go on social media or whatever and declare something that you learned. Hmm. So a lot of times what I started doing for that is I thought would find a quote that was relevant to what I learned that morning and then post that quote online. So in my Instagram stories. So, yeah, dope, yeah. dope, dude. Oh man, there's so much I want to talk to you about. So let's, let's keep going. Um, what's something that you've learned about yourself as a father? So I feel like, you know, in marriage, you're clearly confronted with things about yourself that you do and don't like. And yeah. then as a father, you're also, you know, confronted because now you have, you have two kids and I know that they're probably both different, right? So there's things about each of them. And so what have you maybe be, been confronted with yourself and learned about yourself as a dad? Um, for me, the biggest thing I've learned, uh, and this has only happened within the last year is mindset is everything. Um, and, and you have a choice, right? And so when I don't wake up every day and make the choice, you know, to be encouraging, to make the choice to show up as a dad, to make the choice to love my family, um, that, that's everything. Um, and before, I, I felt like, you know, kind of what was going on in my life or the world or the people around me, like, had a say and how wow. I show up and how I feel, yeah. but that's not true, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? The truth is you have a say in how you show up and how you feel and what you're going to do. And so if you allow other people to influence that, um, that's a problem. And I, that's how I lived my life for a long time. You know, I, I, I feel like, again, self-care, um, I've, I've seen a therapist, you know, I go to one regularly, my wife and I are in marriage counseling. Um, Love it, dude. That's awesome. Right. That's everything like how you show up and your mindset it's your choice like that's a, i think that's one of the hard things for people to wrap their heads around a lot of times and but dude is go ahead yeah i mean and it's you know every day is a new day mm -hmm. right yeah. whatever happened in the past you can't change it if if it hurts cool you have a choice to 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 do it differently Right. And so that's one of my friends just gave me insight the other day. And he's like, your wife's not looking for you. Um, what your wife is looking for is how you're going to show up differently than you did in the past. Right. Those things that hurt her or the things that make her feel unsafe or the things that bother her. Same with your kids. Right. They want to see you. If those happened and they hurt, how are you going to show up differently tomorrow or that day? Right. To change that, to go down a different path, to do something, you know, positive. And so every day we have that choice and, and my, your kids challenge you in that, you know, there's, they're their ah, own entity, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. you know, totally. They get, they're at a stage, you know, 13, 11, they get to make a lot of choices. Right. And I think <laughs> right, I'm right. like, 
the choice is yours. The consequence, however, isn't. So every choice we make, consequence happens, good or bad, right? right? Mm-hmm. And how you view those things. And so um, you're at a you're at a stage in life where you get to make a lot of choices, but there's also consequences. And teaching them discipline, and I mean that's been the big thing for me with the mindset thing and learning a lot about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's also how we communicate to them, right? Um, how are we how are we encouraging their mindset? Are we putting them down? Or are we building them up? Like, are we giving them options for growth or are we just telling them what they're doing wrong? Um, uh, and I, I had, a, I struggled with that for a long time. Cause again, I struggled with myself and not knowing what yeah. I wanted as a, as a person um, until I could figure out what I wanted as a person. And then also start to pull out from my kids and my wife, what do you want? Mm. right like it's not all about what i want it's about what you want how can i serve you like what are you interested in like what do you need from me so are you in a spot now where you can say you know what you want yes what is that i mean i want to build this business um i love this company i love what i'm doing um i want to have an amazing family um and i want to leave legacy you know with my Mm. kids i want them to I want them to feel like their dad loved them well. And the same mm. with my wife. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at the end of the day, that's the most important thing for me um, with both my kids and my wife is that they feel loved well. And so that's the piece that you are foundationally making the choice every I mean, every day, right? When you say mindset, I'm making the choice. You're choosing based on that predetermined decision that you made versus letting how your kids or wife show up dictate how you're going to act, which is like what we went, what you kind of started with saying is for so long, we live our life. Like I'm going to show up depending on how everybody else shows up. And that leads to a lot of crappy days. Whereas if I show up regardless of how, which I'm learning from you, this is what you're telling me. If I show up regardless of how everybody else is showing up, then I'm showing up prepared to do my job regardless of how everybody else shows up. But I think what we would find as dads is that, eventually they start to follow suit. Right. Right. Oh yeah. You can change the tone of a room just by how you show up and just the energy that you, you, like you can feel someone's energy when they come into a room and you can tell they're stressed, they're discouraged. uh, They're having a rough morning. Right. You can feel that like business partners, friends, family. um, And a lot of people do that on purpose. They want you Mm. to feel that anxiety because they want you in that pit with them, right? And yeah. so when you choose to show up in positivity and encouragement and in joy, I mean, this is basically a joy and, and being fulfilled, that's also uh, contagious, right? Mm, it's contagious yeah. in your kids, your wife, it's contagious in your workplace. And so I'm, I notice when I'm like, there are days when I don't show up, you know, full of joy. And I've had a rough time and I'm struggling through it and I don't have my mindset right and I got to work through it and I can feel the people around me. They know, especially when you start to show up every day or, or consistently um, with a positive mindset, those days that you're struggling are become much more apparent. Um, and so then the question is, how are you training those people around you to deal with you in those moments? Right? Mm-hmm. Because if, if they reach out to you and how you have and you're like snap at them, like, Oh, just leave me alone. Right now you're training them. Oh, he doesn't want to be loved. He wants to be, you know, right. But if you're like, Hey, you know what? 
if you have awareness, self-awareness, and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm just struggling today. You know, can I be honest and humble? And um, yeah. I need help. I need your help, whatever it is, right? Now, again, you're changing how you want to be treated in those moments when you're not okay. And you're also giving them safety for when they're not okay on how yes. they know that you're going to show up in those moments for them. And so, dude, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared that because I think sometimes when we hear people talk about like, just choose to show up, like wake up early and choose to show up with joy. We're like, dude, that does not sound like real life. <laughs> so you share like when you are having an off day, which we all know we're going to have be self-aware, realize how you're communicating it to your family. Like, ah, oh, can I just be honest with you? I'm having a hard time. Instead of walking into the room like a dick and everybody has to walk on eggshells around you. Right. And then the most beautiful thing about that that you said was that then that gives them the freedom to do the same thing when they're feeling not 100%, that they'll be honest. Right. Yeah. Dude, and as a dad, if you could teach that to your kids, like sending them off into the world and not have to, like I'm 37 figuring this out. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, and not have to figure this out in my mid to 30s and 40s. Uh, our kids are going to be built with a better legacy, which is what you're talking about. Right. You know, and and teaching them that this takes work. I think that's one of the things, mm. too, that, that people, you know, this whole idea of like, oh, you're just really talented, right? Or you're just you're just naturally, you have this gift. You're just naturally gifted. When you tell people that over and over again, when they fail in that thing, you're telling them that they're natural at, or they're talented, or, you know, this thing that they didn't have to put in work for, when they fail, now, well, it was that, was that true? Am I, like, you go down this mm. rabbit hole, but when you say, hey, you, you know what, I see the hard work you're putting in, and man, the results are showing up you know, on the soccer field or at school or whatever it is. Now they're like, cool. I know there's steps I can take every day to do better at that. Right. And it's yeah. not just a natural yeah. gifted thing. You know, I struggle with that with my son because he was so gifted at school. Like he did it. And it's just like, oh, you're just so smart. You know, you, you know, you, this stuff just comes easy for you. Well, I noticed when it didn't, it was hard. He would lock up and shut down. And things would just really deteriorate quick, mm. right? Because now it's like, well, I, I guess I'm not smart anymore, right? So what do I right. do? This came so easy to me before. And I didn't build up habits to, to really prepare myself for when it did get hard. And, you know, we can do that not just with school, but in life, you know, with ourselves personally. When things go well, you know, consistently, and you just feel like, well, this is just a natural thing. What happens when something goes wrong? You know, yeah. I think it's you know, and even, you know, being a Christian and being in the faith, I think, I think there are some places where they don't prepare people, you know, sometimes for the hard, hard things out there. It's just like, oh, well, Jesus, you know, you're saved now. It's just, everything's going to be great. You know, and you look in the Bible, it's like, well, that wasn't true. <laughs> look at <laughs> yeah. Jesus' life. Like, well, life is actually me? more difficult, right? I mean, not more right. difficult because you have, you have something to turn to, but it doesn't take away the reality of the work that we have to do, right? I mean, right. That's, we were right. put in the garden to go do work. So you have right. to show up and go figure it out. And that's part of the fun is like, you don't have all the answers, which is what right. make, I mean, like we talked about with being a business owner. It's like, if we had all the answers, then what's the point of getting up and going out? It's like, no, I, you have right. two hands, you have a brain, go and grow. Because I mean, progress is what, what I mean, I love progress, you know, right. it's, it, it, it's, I think what drives me. 
Um, all right. I want to, I want to, I want to jump to this. Um, you know, the podcast is fatherhood field notes already doing it, right? You're opening your field notes, sharing your life with us. Yep. The theme is rebel and create. And the idea with this yeah. is, you know, all of us are fighters, warriors, but let's, what are we rebelling against? Not just to tear something down, but tend to create something. So it could be something like I'm rebelling against being on my phone at the dinner table to create nice family meals or something to a larger scale, if you will. So when you think about that, what's something that you are rebelling against and what do you hope to create out of that rebellion? Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm rebelling against comfort. (laughs) I think Mm. most of the time, um, to then create a better life for myself and my family. Um, cause it's comfortable. It's easy to stay in bed, right? It's easy to not do the extra things that it takes, um, for growth. And so, yeah, I think a lot of times comfort is, can be our greatest enemy. And if we're not mm. rebelling against it and we're not challenging ourselves daily, you know, Goggins, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. Pain. Like you need pain in your life to bring growth, you know? And so what, what are those things? Yeah. And I think that's really powerful because, you know, what are you fighting for? Like as a dude, we all want to have a cause we're fighting for. And, and, you know, like you look at how did America in world war two, like how we rallied together. And, and now we might, you know, look at how people are rallying around COVID in some instances, but what is something that is a passion to you? And I would argue that family, right. Is like a hundred year plan. You know, what does this all look like when I'm long gone? Uh, Right. But if you could find that fight and rebel and create, I think that that's, that's a beautiful thing. The other thing I wanted to ask you, you know, that, which you had mentioned before we started recording on the rebellion was you made this comment, sins of my father. Right. And I wanted to maybe dive into that for a minute if, if yeah. you're all right with it. Absolutely. Um, so like our dads play a big role in our lives and it's not just how they raised us, but it's how they were raised. It's how the, their dad was raised, right? Like. Mm-hmm. These generational things get passed down. And it's, I mean, it's a biblical principle, right? The sins of the father will be repaid on, you know, the generation after generation. So my, I didn't have a great upbringing with my dad. I love my dad, um, but I really don't talk to him much anymore either. Mm-hmm. And so he's made a lot of choices in his life that have brought a lot of consequences that haven't been good. Um, my parents got divorced when I was really young. Um, there was infidelity, there was a lot that was going on and he just has a mentality of like, he's a very selfish person, right? At the end of the day, that's what it breaks down to. And man, I saw myself going down a very similar road. Um, it's very easy again, cause that's, what's been modeled. Right. Um, right. And so that's a lot of times what gets repeated, it, you know, more is caught than taught, Right you can say whatever you want, but I'm looking at your life and what you're doing. And as a dad, they're your hero, right? Regardless yeah. of whether they're, yeah, good, they're bad or, yeah, good exactly. or bad, right? They're still your hero. And until you come to that realization that man, that person is a flawed person, just like everyone else. And, uh, you know, they're doing the best they can, but at, at some point in our lives, we have to choose what we want, what we want for our families, what we want for ourselves. And, uh, you know, I don't want what my dad brought to my family. I don't want what his dad brought to his family. Right. And, um, even we're working on this with my wife right now too, and, and the stuff she's struggling with. Um, and so it's, it's, that's a very real thing. And so we have to ask ourselves, like, are we, are we creating a, a fictional idea of who our dad was or are we putting them up on too much of a pedestal as well? 
right? Like they're just a yeah. flawed person yeah. just like we are. And so, you know, a lot of times dads can push into their kids too. Like, I want you to do this because this was something that I loved and this is something I like to do. Instead of asking them, like, what do you want to do, right? I noticed yeah. my son, um, he wanted to play football so bad. And I think he did that because he saw how much I loved football. Mm. And that really, that really jarred me because I was like, man, like, do you really want to play football? Or do you only want to do it because you see how much I love it? And you feel like you're going to get more adoration or, or, or love and support out of me because you're playing football, right? And so having that conversation with him of like, if this is something you really love to do, awesome. But don't do it for me. Like, you got to do it for yourself, you know? Because I'm like, at the end of the day, like, I've told him, I'm like, I'm here, man. If you want to get up and train in the morning, like, I'm awake. I'm running. Like, let's go. Like, it's again, it's your choice. Like, yeah, there's yeah, choices you gotta and consequences. Want it. Right. Right. I'm not, I can't want it for you. And so um, I had to be very, very purposeful about, you know, how I encouraged them in what they chose to do so that they didn't feel like they were doing something to make me proud, right? Like, I'm going to be proud of you regardless. Yeah. so what yes. do you want to do? Like, what brings you joy? And if it is football, awesome. If it's, if it's playing the clarinet, rad. Like, I don't care. Like, don't do it for yeah. me. Like, yeah, I love it for you yourself. for you. Yeah. Right. So, so I want to jump back to a minute. Um, okay, so your father and then his father... How do you decide, okay, you're on a path. You said you felt like you might be going down a similar path. What was the thing that you go, hang on a second. I want to rebel against that. Like, I don't know if there's a moment or there's a realization where you go, I don't want to, I don't want to create that. So I'm going to rebel against that. And then when I decide I'm going to rebel against that, how did you know what you wanted if it wasn't modeled for you? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was a very distinct moment um, with my dad. Um, growing up, I mean, we he was like my party buddy, right? Mm. Like, I was his party buddy. We, we would go to the river every weekend when I was, you know, 16 up until I was in my 20s. And that's what we would do. And I would, there wasn't any other kids there. So it would be me hanging out with my dad, his girlfriend, and then all their friends. And so I loved wakeboarding. I loved doing stuff like that. Um, and so I saw, I kind of grew up in this party lifestyle, right. And, and womenizing and, and things like that, that he modeled for me. Um, and there was a lot of other stuff that, you know, he just kind of put on me as like, this is just a normal thing guys do. And mm-hmm. it got to the point where I was <clears throat> in my twenties, I was probably 21 and I was dating a girl who was, I mean, she was a, she was a stripper. And, uh, mm. I thought my dad would be proud, right? Mm. This is all these things he told me, like, you know, this, this kind of over-sexualized, you know, lifestyle. And I told him and the look on his face, when I told him who I like that, I was dating this girl, you could tell he, he realized he had made a massive mistake Wow! Um, in his life about how he raised me, how he modeled these things for me. And I saw that. Right. This hmm. moment where I thought my dad would be stoked or proud or give me a high five. And instead I saw like, dis- like not disappointment in me, but disappointment in wow. himself. Yeah. And, dude, that's uh, heavy. <clears throat> it was gnarly. And from that day forward, I really questioned everything I'd ever learned from him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not, 
not that everything was bad. I loved wakeboarding. I loved, you know, he, he instilled a work ethic in me. He instilled, you know, to go out and, and make money. Like he was, you know, he was an accountant. He had his own CPA firm. And so, um, there was a lot of great things that he did model, but I had to go back and question everything that was being modeled to me. Um, that was, that was not okay. One. And two, I realized it wasn't what I wanted. Like I didn't, I saw his lifestyle. I didn't want that to happen yeah. to me. Like I didn't yeah. want to be, you know, down the road and, and getting, you know, a divorce because of infidelity and, and all these things. And, you know, honestly, like I probably didn't want to be with a woman like that either because it's, that's not the person that I, I want to spend my life with. Right. And yeah. So, so then when you, so then when you're yeah. going to rebel against this, which is just, I mean, dude, it's amazing to me, the influence and impact our fathers have in our lives. But right. when you're confronted with this moment to go, Whoa, this isn't what I thought. And I, I, I want to rebel against this. What was the thing that you then went to tie your boat to as an anchor to go, okay, this is where I, this is what I want. You know, because right. if at 15 years old, you're able to party with your dad and have fun. And this is a great time. There is some sort of emptiness. Obviously, that's been felt or whatever. How right. did you know what you did want? How did you go figure out what you right. wanted to create? Right. I mean, still being I mean, this happened when I was 21, um, 21 or 22. Um, and then, you know, I started going back to church and, mm. and really listening. And, and because my mom had always kind of brought me to church. She's the one that was kind of created that spiritual foundation in me. And my grandparents um, also, you know, were, would go to church. And so the funny thing is I started going to church with my grandparents um, at that time, which was interesting. And we'd go have breakfast afterwards because I knew they were getting older too. And, and I just wanted to spend right. some time with them. My, my mom's grandparents or parents, sorry. Uh, and so in that time, and then I, I met my wife, you know, pretty shortly after that, which is a good and a bad thing, right? Because while I met her and I realized that this is what I wanted, I, I wasn't who I needed to be, to be a husband at that time. Mm. Right. Like I wasn't showing up. Yeah. I was going to church. It was great. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of reconnecting and, and figuring out who I am spiritually at the time and growing, <clears throat> but man, there's, I mean, there's been massive growth that needed to happen before I could really love someone um, and do it well. And so there was a lot of hurt and brokenness in our relationship, um, especially early on. I mean, up until recently, even uh, because <clears throat> I didn't prepare myself for, for being mm. a husband. You know, I didn't prepare myself for being a dad um, when it happened. I, I just thought you could just, you know, you just kind of, you get married, you know, it's your friend, you guys get to hang out and do things together. And then, you know, you get to do your own thing and then, oh, you have kids and you just take care of them and everything will work out good. Right. And it's, it's letting the outside world kind of impact you and tell you what you should be doing and, and mm -hmm. not showing up, telling the world what you, you're going to do. Right. And so just kind of floating through life. I, you know, I realized recently I was, I'm a very uh, naturally passive person, mm. right? I just kind of let things happen and I don't um, stick up a lot of times for myself before. And I wouldn't stick up for those around me either. I just kind of didn't want the conflict. You know, I felt, you know, I have, you know, feelings of when my parents got divorced and everything that happened, you know, abandonment issues. And so <clears throat> I was, I allowed myself to become very passive and just let life happen, you know? And, and so bringing that into a relationship with a wife who wants, you know, love and affection and to see a husband, you know, grow and progress, you know, was, was hard when I wasn't doing that. Right. 
you know, we were going to, we started going to church together and we found an awesome church that we loved and connecting. Um, but then I've even said this before too, like I started leading, right. Even doing uh, youth ministry. Right. I realized at one point that I was studying the Bible so that I could talk to these kids about the Bible. Mm-hmm. I wasn't studying the Bible to try and find transformation in myself. Right. And so a lot of these things I was doing was so I think that I could talk the talk, but it wasn't changing my heart and who mm-hmm. I was. Like I wasn't trying to find these things for introspection. I was just trying to be able to to navigate, you know, these waters and sound like I knew what I was talking about. Um, and so it wasn't until I really that, man, I need to do this for me. I need to do this for transformation and relationship, right? Like our, our faith is a relationship with God. It's not, you know, it's not informational. It needs to be transformational. So it's like, you can read your Bible all you want, but if it's not transforming who you are and you're not feeling that relationship, you're never going to grow from it. And so that was a huge realization I had. Um, and then it's the same thing with, with my wife, right? Like she needs to see me showing up differently. She needs to see me grow, right? She wants to see that transformation in me. And she needs somebody that can love her and support her in times when she needs, you know, help. And when, and so, man, like when we're not right as a, as a, we're not a whole person and we're bringing that into a relationship it just causes chaos again right anxiety stress a lack of uh, feeling of of being unsafe and so uh that's what i've been rebelling against i think ever since then is figuring out what that why is by figuring out who i am and what i want and in relationships in my faith in my family right and all these aspects you've got to really you got to know for yourself and you got to go back yeah. and deal with your crap, you know, our traumas and the stuff that affect us um, and affect the way we treat ourselves, number one, and the way we treat other people. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I read a book on trust and lying um, recently. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we don't trust other people, the reality is because we don't trust ourselves because we know that we're not telling the truth all the time. And so that's why a lot of people lack trust in other people is because they aren't trustworthy themselves. And so that's, I think that's true about a lot of things um, in our lives. When we're not doing the work, when we're not growing and progressing and we know we're not, that comes off and like kind of exudes into other parts of our life and in the people in our lives. Right. And they start to question who you are as a person. And it's like, well, if I can't trust, if, if I see you're not doing the work in this area, where are you also not doing the work? Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. So here's the thing, though. We're probably never going to be finished growing. So is it is it that you wait till you finally have life figured out and then you get married and have your kids? Or is it that (laughs) because then will never happen? Or is it that you allow them to see your growth, you know, because then that allows them to know that that's what life is, is about this growth and honesty. I mean, I I mean, I think the honesty piece is the piece like to get at the, you know, as soon as we can, but there's a beauty, I think in, in our, our kids seeing our growth with our marriages and our growth in ourselves and things like that. Um, So I don't know what you think think about that. For me. um, And I love what you said. Um, Yes. We always need to be growing. I think if you can't, as a man, if you can't look in the mirror and love what you see looking back at you, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be getting married. Yeah. Because if you can't love yourself, there's no way you can love someone else. 
And right. so that's the point where you need to come to the realization, right? If you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I don't know that I love that guy, you know, and there's reasons why. And I think right. you need to and dig they, into that yeah. so that you're prepared yourself. Like, yeah, because I, would, I think I if you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because as you say that, I think about if if you don't love what you see, then everything around you, your wife, your kids, your job, everything is you you need to fulfill something, right? And you're trying to you're validate. All, yeah, you're always going to be disappointed. Where if you can love yourself first, right, then everything else is like an enhancement, and you are pouring into those things, and there's a mutual growth there versus it being like. I need you just so I can feel okay about me and it's not going to work. Right. Cause they're going to get exhausted. Especially yeah, if they cause you're never actually like going to be satisfied. Right. And, and you're not going to be able to like, if you can't love them well, because you can't even love yourself well. Yeah. They just, it's like, they feel like it's just a one-sided thing. Mm. Like how, how am I going to love you if you don't love yourself again? Right. It goes back to that same statement. It's Dude, like, because have- the love they're giving you, you don't even feel it. You, you mm. question it, right? Mm. Well, is this true? Do they really love me? Are the things they're doing really because they love me or is it because they're trying to get something from me? You know, like mm. you, you question everything. And so how can you experience genuine love from another person um, that way? It's hard. Dude, dude, Josh, man, so good, bro. I, I mean, I could talk to you for another hour. I've so <laughs> loved just our whole conversation and you sharing your life with us, dude, I appreciate it and, and know that I've yeah. learned a lot and the dudes listening to have. So I'm going to ask you my last question. So imagine yourself 20 years from now, standing out in a cul-de-sac, looking into the homes of your children who may now be married and have kids. What is the legacy that you see when you peer in the way that they're interacting and living their lives? What is the day in day out things that you did that you're now seeing played out in their lives? Hmm. That's hard. <laughs> you know, I would, I would love to see for my son that, that discipline piece, mm. like, and, and being able to see the look on his face and see joy and happiness. Right. And knowing that one is mom and dad love him and that he loves himself. Right. And so that's massive for me, um, with him, for my daughter, um, man, my daughter's such a leader and such a, she's such a strong person. And so for her, I would love to see that calm, right? Mm. Like knowing, knowing that even amidst the chaos, because his mom's right, it's, it's chaos, man, with little kids and life and, you know, husband's schedules, I'm sure it's crazy. And so I would love to see a calm uh, about her and, and have that be her legacy of, of just, you know, every time you walk into her house, you feel like peace. Right. Mm. Not just for the people coming in, but for her. And so, yes. Yeah. I think that's dude. What what I want to say is kudos to you for knowing your kids. Right. I asked the question and you didn't say, well, I want my kids to, you know, whatever. Specifically, you said what you knew your son needed from you to get to that place and what your daughter needed from you and, and your wife. Right. But dude, that's being really in tune with them because they're different and knowing what they need so that you as a dad can show up and be prepared for them as you're loving and serving them while they live in your home and then after they live in your home. So dude, I just love, I love your answer because it's specific to them and that shows that you know them and what a beautiful thing to know your kids. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
<laughs> dude josh man thank you so much um i appreciate you being on the fatherhood field notes and just just to throw it out there people can find off the grid on instagram is it just uh what's the the, the tag for so, that everything's off the grid surplus so instagram off the grid Facebook, surplus. our website um yeah go check it out and then we just Rad. started a new youtube series too called road to racing and we have road to racing on there too yeah okay all right dope but pretty much instagram is where people could go to learn about everything yep love it dude well keep uh keep being an incredible human digging into yourself so that you can be prepared and show up for your wife and your kids and your business and i just look forward to seeing you know your family grow and your business grow yeah man i appreciate it you too it's great to see you and talk to you man yeah you too Well, that was incredibly powerful. Love the conversation. Love the work that Josh has done. Love the journey and how he was vulnerable to share his life with you and I so that we can better show up for ourselves and for our families. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, What You Do Matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. And if you could take a minute, write a quick review, hit those star buttons, and then go follow us on Instagram so you can stay in tune with all that Rebel and Create is up to.